Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes, big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni, plus the original, plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Cash the Ticket, presented by FanDuel. Cash the Ticket, rate, review, subscribe, Super Bowl recap episode. We'll hit on the game, Mahomes, Shanahan, picks, futures for the Super Bowl. Got thoughts on commercials, halftime, and a pick, actually a pair of picks for tonight. Jim Costa, no Mike Valeni. He is sunning and funning. He's on vacation, which means we get Evan Jenkins in front of a microphone. Yeah, well, Mike floats down a lazy river. I'm here delivering the goods. That's right. I'm just glad that 50% of this podcast didn't bury the Kansas City Chiefs. Do I get to take a little bit of a victory lap on that? I know it was public, but I I stuck with it, and I kept the shit out of that game. Defense, low scoring, eventually Mahomes makes a play. It wasn't public, though, when you first started talking about this. I mean, it was weeks ago that you're just like, I can't go against the Chiefs. It's just there was something in you that wasn't going to ever allow it. And rightfully so. I mean, even down 10 nothing, you knew that they were letting him hang around. I posted on Twitter. I said, plus 350. Right now, lock in. He's overcome double-digit deficits to win two, now three Super Bowls. Never out of it. And that's even looking meh at best right? to start the game. They, that was a sloppy. That's the thing. Ended up a great finish. A sloppy Super Bowl. You had seven field goals, seven fumbles. But I kept thinking... If the Niners aren't going to put them away. And they wouldn't. And the Chiefs' defense keeps them in it, which has been the recipe all season. It takes one possession for Patrick Mahomes to go supernova. And he did in overtime. Eight of eight. We used his legs, picked up the fourth down. Well, and Andy Reid is just brilliant. They don't show that zone read at all throughout the year, and he picks it up for like 18 (laughs) yards at the most critical. I mean, there was nobody on that side of the field. And Andy Reid is a magician, isn't he? I mean. From the point when Travis Kelsey got into his face, I mean, he just – and even the the winning play of that hot dog was the exact play of last year, just on the opposite yeah, side. the corn dog motion. So yeah. good, man. It's Nicole Hardman, a guy who wasn't even on their team at the start of the season. Well, did you see – so Dr. Oz visited the Jets earlier this year. Okay. He's like one of those mind manipulation type people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he did this thing basically where he had McCall Hardman – Pick out who was going to be in the Super Bowl and who won. He said the Chiefs over the 49ers. Little did we know, he would be catching the winning touchdown pass. He said he blacked out after the play. Incredible. I want to make sure we highlight and headline the Chiefs defense, though, because I know Mahomes nearly 400 yards, and we'll talk about him and Brady, but they shut down Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle. Big time. They held the Niners' run game a full yard under season average per carry, 3.5 yards a carry. 
They had key pressure on the last two third downs. How about the one out of the two-minute warning? They take their best cover corner, McDuffie, and they show blitz, and he backs off, and then he goes, and he's the one that forces the Moody field goal, which keeps the game in play for San Francisco. And then the end of the game, they send pressure. Guys open, doesn't matter. Chris Jones is in your face, that right side of the defense. I think Spagnola should be getting a lot of love. I don't know if he will be. It's still Monday. Four Super Bowls as a D.C., and he was as instrumental as anybody in them winning this. It was just insane that he could dial up the pressure when it needed the most. And and if you think about it, the 49ers touchdown with that throwback across the field from yeah. Jennings to McCaffrey, that's very close to being picked off. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something, a look that you haven't seen all year, because you knew that he was throwing as soon as he looked up, but you thought he was throwing down the field, Correct. not across the field. And it was brilliant. Evan, it goes to show you anybody can play quarterback in that offense. <laughs> well, and it kind of goes, you guys touched on it on Friday, talking about could Christian McCaffrey throw a pass. Right. And I think it was like, what, plus 750 for a player, not a quarterback, to throw a touchdown pass. And it was it was an awesome play, but that's what you want to see in the Super Bowl. Let it all hang out, yeah. right? And it was one of only two touchdowns they gave up all season long, second in the NFL in points allowed. They had to go through... The Dolphins, which I know outdoors aren't very good, but that's an offense that's scary. They had to go through Josh Allen and the Bills at their place, Lamar, the MVP, at his place, and then San Francisco, which had been the most explosive offense in football all year, all pros everywhere, and the defense does it again. I mean, not enough love could be shown to them uh, because – Well, no, because you're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes and the drive and everything, but, I mean, just the fact that they only gave up a field goal. What did you think about that, by the way, kicking that field goal in overtime? Oh, my God. Okay, this is the the Shanahan thing we need to talk about. He kicks it because it's fourth and four, and that's in that in-between spot. But you know what would have been better than kicking it on fourth and four is knowing whether you needed to go for it or not by deferring the decision. I don't know why you take the ball first. His explanation after the game of, well, we get it in the third possession. Hey, Kyle. You don't save your closer for the 11th inning. Spoiler, there's no 11th inning, you dipshit. The game didn't have a third possession because Mahomes is on the other side. So while I think you could go either or, I think you eventually need touchdowns to win the Super Bowl, they decide to do the conservative, safe Kyle Shanahan thing. And without the benefit of knowing whether they need a touchdown, his own fault, he put the game in Mahomes' hands. And what happens when you give Mahomes a chance to win the Super Bowl? Come on, ding, ding, ding. And if you read, did you read any of the comments after the game about it? His players didn't know the rules. They had no idea. Meanwhile, Reed in training camp goes, okay, here's the rule. If we get in the spot in the playoffs, we want the ball second. We're going to go for two. There's not going to be a third possession. Brilliant chess ahead. It was just awesome to read those quotes and to be like, wow, one guy did not prepare his team was something that you need to prepare them for. You absolutely have to. And it's the first game that that happens where they have the new overtime rules, all because of one Patrick Mahomes against the Bills. The Bills, yep. The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time's an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip-off. Save up to 60% buy on last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the uh, the game in the app. Flash deals under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt. It stands out. Red fire emoji. Cheapest seat 115 bucks, and that's all in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used Game Time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. 
boom, boom, you click in, easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use that code CASH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code CASH, C A S H, for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mahomes, we should talk about him. He's inevitable. This was supposed to be a down year, and they still won the Super Bowl. Their receiver room led the NFL in drops. Their tackles are walking penalties. They're shaky at best. They win multiple road playoff games. No bye this time. No no, uh, you know, free pass. DVOA, Mike cites it sometimes. This was the hardest road to the Super Bowl of all time by <laughs> DVOA. Um, yeah. Last year, they trade Tyreek Hill, still win the Super Bowl, down 10. He's won three Super Bowls, down 10. Michael throw out the Michael Jordan comp. What does he say? Like Michael Jordan with hair? He, he calls him the Michael Jordan of football. You are a Jordan guy. Do you see it that way? It, he's playing, I would compare him more to like a Kobe Bryant type deal. Okay. Right? Because... He still does have massive players on defense in Christian Jones, and, and he still has Travis Kelsey was a weapon there in the mm-hmm. second half. And Jordan at first, I mean, I understand that they say that he had Pippen and everything, but he still mostly had to do it on his own. If he's not there, that doesn't happen. I, I think what he's on the verge of passing like a Tom Brady. I mean, if you look at what the Patriots did, they went, what, like 10 years in between a Super Bowl win, mm-hmm. something along those lines where – if it's going to happen for Patrick, it's happening now. I don't see him taking a 10-year break and then going back to the Super Bowl. And he's so incredible, though, because when you see – there was not a doubt in my mind, and I'm going to guess across America, that when he got that ball in overtime, they were going down and scoring. At least three, at the very minimal. Yeah. And But just what he did, because everybody talks – he's not a running quarterback, right? He's a mobile guy that can make things happen. And then he rushes for 66 yards. And he did what needed to be done in that game. And so that's very Jordan-esque where, listen, I might not do this for 17 weeks of the year, but I'm going to do it here because guess what? If I get the wind knocked out of me or a rib broken or whatever, I'll get through this game. Mm-hmm. Then I have the entire offseason to do it. I think he's very close to being – I, as much as I don't like Tom Brady because of the, school, uh, the college that he went to. <laughs> Evan is a Spartan. Yes, he's getting very, very close to surpassing that. But they have similar paths if you think about it. I mean – he wasn't much thought of out of Texas Tech like when he was coming in. When the Chiefs traded up for him, remember the reaction like, what are they doing? They have Alex Smith, yada, yada. 
and then he goes and just performs when he gets the opportunity. Now he threw for a lot more yards than Brady did in college <laughs> and everything like that, but nobody thought he'd be the greatest of all time. No, and, 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 and you look at, like, I saw a meme just this morning about Kids just learn how to spin the ball. It was him, shirtless, Eli Manning shirtless, and Tom Brady shirtless. They all look like you and I the dad without a shirt on, yep. but, boy, they can spin it. And and just, I mean, the fact that they sat Tony was awesome. It was awesome. Yes. But they, they played a guy in McKinnon who hadn't played in weeks. And right? he had a couple big catches. Yeah, it was just, it was an overall just impressive performance from start to end, even though Kansas City didn't really get it going to start the game. So the comp to MJ, when Jordan was at his peak, nobody would eat, right? So he, he he stopped like Barkley, Barkley Ewing, Stockton Malone, yeah, all of these Gary guys. Payton, Sean Kemp, Reggie Miller. It's kind of like that right now with Mahomes at his peak. Like, where's Josh Allen's Super Bowl? Where's Lamar's Super Bowl? Where's... Kyle Shanahan and the Niners and the apparatus they have. Where are all their Super Bowls? Nobody eats on Patrick's time. That's that's the MJ thing. There's a mystique around him where teams start to pucker late in games because they know he's on the other side. And I do think there's a, oh, shit, Michael Jordan's going to come and, and hit the shot over over Russell and win the game. That's the feeling when Mahomes takes the ball in overtime. And, and it seemed that way just even with the defense. I mean, uh, a man goes down and tears his Achilles running onto the field. Green loss. Yeah, so green that, loss. That's, a, that's a big hit for their defense. And so you, you put in your backup linebacker, and, and instantly you know Patrick's like, okay, I'm going to go after this guy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even his deep shot down the field that they ended up fumbling on the next play, yeah. such a sick pass that he can just. He flips his hips and throws it. Damn near what? I don't even... In the bucket. Yeah. What, 50 yards yeah, down the Yeah, sure, field? without going and counting it, yeah. And uh, it, it, he's just... And that's the only time they did it all game that they really, really went downfield like that, and they ended up fumbling. But without... People are going to call this... You guys also talked about this on Friday. You asked Mike, does this have potential of being one of the greatest Super Bowls of all What's time? What's your answer? Yes. Absolutely, because of that second half. You don't have to be high-scoring like the Rams and the Chiefs back in the day a couple years ago. But I just thought the ending was superb because you knew the team that had the ball last was going to win that game. I mean, just the fact that Mahomes had to take them down the field to even tie that game. It was awesome. I mean, I don't have it in front of me. How many Super Bowls have been decided on the very last play? Not all they kick a field goal, like a touchdown to decide the Super Bowl. It can't be many. So from that reason alone, drama, suspense, legacy. Yeah, I mean, it's not one or two, but it's an all-timer, yeah. It's up there. It's one that you'll always remember. I mean, even if you go back, I can't really remember the other Chiefs' wins or who they were over, but this is one that's going to go down, and you're always going to remember it with the new rules. I mean, there was three seconds left in that first quarter of overtime and I love that it just starts a whole new game too because I'm sitting there I'm literally I'm like do they have to score before this overtime or do they like redo it burn the time but then I was like no they do say it's the start of a new game and then and Romo instantly went yes. into it and I was like good for him I got Romo thoughts but let's get to Shanahan because I, I don't want to get too deep into this boob total doofus what's he doing in that second half they have a 10-point lead he's been in this spot before he's actually now responsible he has coached the three largest blown leads in the history of the super bowl the falcons he was the oc first time against the chiefs and now yesterday against the chiefs you're up 10 12 of the first 13 plays he calls out of halftime are pass plays 
You have Christian McCaffrey and a 10-point lead. You had been moving the ball. You could have been up bigger if, if he didn't fumble on the, the, the opening possession. Run Christian McCaffrey. What are you doing taking it away from your best player with a 10-point lead? That's that's one strike. It's not the only stupid thing he did, but that's the first sign of, oh, no, he can't help himself. He's going to melt down. Well, they went, what, three straight three and outs yep. without one single run to – you could argue he's the best player on the field in Christian McCaffrey. I think he could. Period. And – he had a really nice game when he got the ball. I mean, you take away that fumble, whatever. It happened. But, but all purpose yards. He had like 160 yards. That's what I'm saying. Catching and running it out of the backfield, he was great. And, and yet you're going Purdy back to pass. What? And and I thought Purdy played a pretty darn good game. He was fine, but I think anybody who's critical of him would point out he didn't win him the game. And that's no, the whole knock. All. I mean, Cam Newton's thing, which everybody got mad at, game manager versus game changer. Uh, did you watch? One's a game manager, one's a game changer. Yeah, and if Patrick Mahomes is on that other side of the field, he's making those plays even there. And that's the difference, right? Yeah. That you show what Brock Purdy is good for them because he costs them nothing. And he's good enough, like you said, a game manager to get them to a certain spot. He's done it the last two years in a row. If he doesn't blow out his, what, UCL last year, yeah, they probably make it again. He's not a bum. I mean, everybody takes it that he's way. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Right. He's not going to go out there and say, hey, jump on my back. Let's get this done. Yeah. I mean, he had critical third downs. He got blitzed. He got heated up. And he couldn't deliver. Mahomes, when he got blitzed late in the game, everybody goes, what are you doing blitzing Mahomes? You're an idiot. You can't blitz this guy. Brock Purdy, you can't. He's a shorter quarterback. He doesn't process as fast. He's still young in his career, to be fair. But at this stage, he is a game manager. And I think a great example of that is in the second half where Romo's talking about, oh, you got your guy. You got McCaffrey one-on-one. You got him one-on-one. They call a timeout. And he goes, what an experienced quarterback is going to do there." He's going to check into protection to make sure he can get that ball out there. And that he called with six seconds left on the play clock. Like he was so confused. And that's the difference there. The only bold call that Shanahan made, it was the fourth and three when they could have tied it. He, he went for it. They got it. They end up scoring a touchdown. That was to Kittle, right? Yeah. Um, if, if that was his mentality all along, they probably have a Super Bowl by now. Because, I, I don't know, I mean, this is who he is. I mean, it, it seems like he can't manage a game. He can't manage a lead, especially in the Super Bowl. And I thought the overtime, unforgivable. Your guys don't know the rule. You take the ball first. You play for a third possession that never happens. It forces you to kick a field goal on fourth and four. If you get the ball second, Mahomes scores a touchdown. You got that same identical fourth and four. You go for it. You took that away from your team your you as a coach cut a play out that you would like to have back today because you didn't defer to start the overtime I thought he again continues to be a guy who is an otherwise really bright offensive coach who, who is the biggest choker in the history of the Super Bowl and people go well so was Reed this is another level if Andy Reid had some high-profile blunders and deep postseason runs, Shanahan is on another level of this stuff. And maybe he has an Andy Reid arc on the back end of his career, but what it is today, spade a spade, biggest choker in the history of the Super Bowl. And what's crazy is is you would keep him as your coach, no matter what, sure. because he's getting you to that spot, right? So if you chose to go a different route, you have no idea what where that's going to take you. But it's just it's so disappointing to those players. Like, how at the end of the game are you not grabbing Fred Warner and saying, we kick. If we win, we kick the ball. We off. want the we want the knowledge of knowing what we need on our second. Because possession. you're right. If if Mahomes goes down and scores, they obviously have to go for it. 
And it, it, it's just disheartening because, like I said, you can't get rid of the guy. He's putting you in the position to win that Super Bowl. Right. They've played in all these NFC titles and now a couple Super Bowls. And it, when it comes down to it, and it's so weird, too, because he grew up in a family full, like, just coaching, yeah, dead, right? Shit in. They kept showing him. And he's won multiple Super Bowls with the Broncos. Now, it did take him a yeah, while. Yeah, I was say, I think he lost his first there. three. And, and maybe that's just the path that he's taken, but... If you're those players today, sick. Yeah, yeah, you got to take some ownership. I understand that, but what the hell happened? You got to be like, dude. Like, and now that's one rule they'll never they'll never mess up again if they ever get there. Yeah. Fuck, man. I mean, right? That's all you can say. It's just come on, dude. Did, you mentioned Romo. Did you like the job he did? Yeah, I was fine with it. I mean, he's Tony Romo. I mean, this is what you get out of him. I thought, like I said, he was very informative when I needed him to be informative. You know what I mean? The fact that I'm sitting there questioning it, and he's like, "Well, this is what it is." I'm like, that's a pretty damn good analyst, right? It, it just feels disjointed with him and Nance. It feels like they're two guys who don't—they're not on the same page. Yeah, it's like Nance tries to like defer to him with certain. And he's not that kind of guy, or he looks to him for humor, and he's not really he's not a ready funny guy. For it. Yeah, I mean, he look, he Romo, was fine. he's casual, he's nice enough, but it, it's an awkward listen with those two in the booth. I felt really awkward for the Super Bowl. Um, I think they glossed over the Kelsey Reed thing, big time. Um, that's a critique. Romo is like second guessing himself sometimes mid sentence. Like, hey, if they have seven seconds here, you get one more shot to the end zone or six. And then the very next play, never mind, you got to kick the field goal. Yeah. He, he's kind of scatterbrained. A little bit. And, and and it's the opposite of Nance, who is the pro's pro, uber buttoned up golf guy, right? Oh, P's yeah. and Q's. He's ready to call the final play of the game, and Romo's still rambling into it. Like, very disjointed. Pretty good final call, too, Jackpot Kansas City. I yeah. thought that was good. He's probably sitting on that. Um, I mean, it could have been worse. You could have been watching the Nickelodeon broadcast with SpongeBob. Did you and, uh, Did you see any of the clips? Did just you pop over? online. I never popped over because I was like, I'm not doing this. On this isn't Super for Bowl. you and me. This is yeah. for, like, you know, Kids casual. Or, yeah. or, and I, I'm sure it was a fun watch, but just... Just the fact that Noah Eagles calling the Super Bowl, and I'm like, what is going on here right now? And Nate Burleson's fine. He's made himself a hell of a career after he got out of football. But, I mean, it was cool to see, like, on Twitter or X how it looked, but it wasn't a thing that I was going to sit down there and and turn to Nickelodeon. I saw you had uh, Dora the Explorer. Yeah, explaining. (laughs) Explaining rules. She also wanted to know if they needed a map to find the end zone early in the game. Well, and then they had that Patrick guy making fun of Christian McCaffrey. Firmly grasp it. (laughs) It serves a purpose. It It, does. Yeah, it it does. Um, Okay, betting recap. I had the Chiefs, woo, um, and, and capped it damn near to the, to the nose. We should go back to the date that you decided to take them. I feel like it was like October. I It may have been. I don't think it was that far back, but I, it was maybe late November, and Mike was like, you know, he identified them as a defense first team, but I thought that's what kept them afloat with Mahomes, and he just didn't see it. And I said, I don't want to bury him. I don't want to be the pod that buries the Chiefs. I don't want this to be our tombstone. And you stuck with it. So I on was your in tombstone, a, you're going to say, stuck with the Chiefs. I had, um, I was in a pool. Uh, playoff bracket pool. Yeah. I got a buddy that does it every year. It's like a hundred guys. I was the only one that picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Oh, you're winning everywhere. I I couldn't, but I I thought, okay, someone else is going to pick Mahomes. You have to be a little different. You can't pick the favorites. Yeah. And I go, well, if I can pick the Chiefs as an under the radar team, I figured two or three guys would pick. Only guy. <laughs> That's wild. Incredible. 
Uh, so, yeah, I did very well, even though a lot of the props didn't hit. We gave out uh, first jersey number or first touchdown jersey number over 19.5. That hit with Christian McCaffrey. Watson, MVS, and Gray all went over one and a half catches. How but about use check? Mike gave out first use. play of the game. He goes and gets it. He gets his four and a half on the catch. Um, what Brock else? Brock Purdy, that. So we didn't give it out, but you saw what his rushing total was? Yeah. 12 and a half. And on the last play, he had 13. Before, before OT, yeah. So he had to take a knee, yeah. put him at 12. Killed it. <laughs> that's it. If you had that, guys, let me just pour one out for you because that's that's terrible. Um, Mahomes ended up going over passing yards because yeah. there's more time. What did he end with? Like 333? Is that what it was? 333, and then he had 66 rushing yards. So damn near a 400 yard. On a day where offense wasn't exactly the, the story at all, 400 yards damn near for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I had the long shot defensive lineman interceptions. You know those are long shots. McCaffrey to throw a pass. I was in the right neighborhood yeah. but didn't have the right address. Um, Mike liked the over. That didn't hit. And I'm like, even with overtime, he had a shot maybe. Me, but if they started going touchdown for touchdown. Trading touchdowns. And that was that. Yeah, that was his only last-ditch effort on it. Um, odds for next year's Super Bowl. Ooh, I saw this. This is juicy. San Francisco's the favorite at plus 450. It's wild, isn't it? I, I don't feel like they should be. I wouldn't bet that. I mean, they have an older team. Yeah. But it's still that Purdy on that rookie deal, so they probably. But they got to pay Ayuk. Another year older for Trent Williams. The O-line's not as good as it's been. It is crazy that they're the favorites instantly. Whereas... If you would have told me, hey, they're in the top five. Okay, yeah, no problem. Yeah, top three. Sure, I don't want to be disrespectful. But and isn't it like almost like clockwork that one of the two teams from the Super Bowl isn't even in the playoffs or loses in the first the round? The hangover. Yeah. yeah. Second best odds, Chiefs at plus 750. Evan, it was about a year ago that I did the very tongue-in-cheek Kansas City Chiefs retirement plan. Yeah. And I said, if you bet them every year, I think it was 6-1 to one a year ago. If you bet them every year. They only have to win it one of every six for you to for you to break even. And if they were to win two in a six-year span, you would be significantly up. What if they win three in a five? They've won three in a five-year span. I'm not telling. This is not financial advice. This is not a retirement strategy for people in seriousness. But is there anything more guaranteed in life right now than Mahomes in the last two games, if not the final game, winning the Super Bowl? Evan, it's three... Of the six seasons he's been the starter, he's won the Super Bowl. The odds well, shouldn't be 7-1. to one. They've been to the AFC title game. How many of those? Every games? one yeah. of them. And so, dude, that's insane. And I know Mike doesn't like it because he says you don't want to give the books a loan or whatever with your money for that long. And he's right to an extent. But I don't know anybody who's getting 7-1 to one on their money on a loan the way that you could if you got real, real frisky with the Chiefs. It's just so damn impressive, and I think the only thing that stops the Chiefs from going back is if something bad happens to Mahomes, yeah. right? Yeah, and then you'd eat it one year, but if you bet it every year, I feel like more often than not, you're going to be sitting there with the ticket in the final two weekends of the season, and you can hedge against it if you're into that kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, Evan, you said earlier you think he's he's in that Brady conversation. Yeah. I think he's already better than Brady, but he's not more accomplished. Can well, I can I make that like Brady 100%, has the accomplishments? He's more talented than Tom Brady. I completely agree with that. But Tom has those six Super Bowls, which is gonna, seven, seven, yeah, which is going to be hard to trump. So he had seven in twenty-two seasons because he missed the one with the yeah. ACL. So he won one of every three, roughly. Yeah, Mahomes and- is winning one of every two. Even if Mahomes slows down, maybe maybe he doesn't play till he's forty-five. He only plays till he's forty. He's still tracking to win. 
six, seven Super Bowls. Well, even with Tom Brady, if there's one thing that they could always hold their hat on was defense. And I think that's where, now he's had some good players and everything, but that's where the Chiefs are starting to head. Hey, listen, if we can stop them defensively, we know we can put up more points in them. Even with the uh, <laughs> Rashad Rice and yeah. and a broke down Kelsey and two other tight ends you haven't really heard of and... Yeah, there's there's no big name out there. I mean, Pacheco is a nice running back, but he's not going to go out there and get you 100 every game. No. Yeah, it feels like they're, they've reset this around defense. If they can keep people under 20 or right around 2021, 20, Mahomes going to have the ball at the end and he's going to win more than he loses. It's it's kind of early year Brady. Where yeah. They had an elite defense in New England and they didn't win 45 to 40. They won. Low scoring, field goal late. Brady does just enough clutch at the end of games. He's got three now. And, like, yeah, if you don't like this conversation, the bad news is it's just getting started. As he said after the game, he goes, the dynasty's just getting started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Instantly had that answer prepped for him. And, I mean, that parade's going to be nuts on Wednesday. You know it is. I wonder if good old Taylor Swift has packed her, like, big baggy coat and everything. She's got to go to that. She has to. There wasn't too much Taylor, was there? I'll you be can honest, be honest if you thought it was. I didn't think they showed her enough. <laughs> like, all you really saw of her was at the beginning of the game and then at the end when they won. And you saw all the clips on. So I think she won a lot of people over by just chugging that beer during the game. I was like, are we supposed to not like her? I don't I'm, have anything I'm, I'm, bad I'm told to I'm say. not supposed to like her, but she's chugging beers. She's rooting for her guy. Having a, and she she's bringing more a people football to, girl. She, yeah. Thank you. She's bringing more people to football, the thing we like to talk about and watch. Evan, if there's a guy out there whose wife or girlfriend watched more football and was okay with watching more football yes. because of Taylor Swift, that's a win for us. Big time. And I just I just thought it was it was so cool because you could tell, like, so she brought Blake Lively, who's been going to multiple yeah. games with her, and then she brought Ice Spice, who's on one of her songs. She's a rapper. Does Ice Spice know football? Every clip, it felt well, like they were explaining it say. to her. I felt like she was like, yeah, I'll go to the Super Bowl, and then got there and was like, so what exactly happens during this So the, There's no Super. yellow line. What's going on here? Yeah, and... But it did look like they kept explaining yeah, to her. Yeah, she, it, she at least was, seemed interested. And yeah. that, I thought that was really cool because, and, and you, I don't think we saw Brittany Mahomes like at once all, no. at all. And by the way, did you see her over the weekend? So Jax Mahomes is Pat's <gasps> I brother. I know the clip you're talking about. And so she's already in some nightclub or something, dancing, having a good time. Jackson's trying to get in, talking to the security like, yo, I'm Patrick Mahomes' brother. She looks over. She wasn't going to help out. She goes, huh? <laughs> Oh, well, and just starts dancing again. And I think that won me over, too, because I was like, even she's annoyed by this dude. I, Mike doesn't like Brittany Mahomes, and I don't think she's all that popular. But if you watch the Netflix series where they followed, she came across she well. She just supports her man. She she likes her guy. Um, and she seems to be pretty, like, cool, actually. I, I mean, don't know. I mean, I, she's not Jackson Mahomes. And I think they get lumped together. Absolutely. And in... Listen, every one of us, if we were out there in a Super Bowl, I would hope my wife supported me as much as she did and root and, and holler and have your back. And, and she's not, it's not like she's Kelly Stafford. You know what I mean? Another she's person. made a couple of in. silly statements in her time. And what she, I think she threw booze on somebody. It was one the champagne. Time. It was after a big game. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a great look. And she apologized. I just thought that thing with Jackson Mahomes won me over. I thought Taylor. Pounding a beer on the screen from something that you probably don't expect from the the girl next door, wholesome Miss USA type, and 
It was awesome. I thought it. that was really cool. She had the let's fucking go earlier, not in that game, but earlier in the season. She's, She's like, slamming beer. She's a football fan. Yeah, big time. And, and you know what? And she might not have been before. I hear people are saying, well, her dad played football at Delaware or something like that, and she's grown up around the game. It doesn't matter. You, I don't care. She even said that it was one of the best experiences she's ever had. And, I mean, she's and gone she's done and sold out stadiums. packed out stadiums yeah. everywhere. And I just thought it was really cool. Me too. Uh, music. Let's do halftime, then commercials, and then we got some plays for tonight. Halftime. Usher. Right up my alley. Okay. This is kind of our wheelhouse. Yep. This is You feel like you're getting older when you are the, the target demo of the Super Bowl halftime show. But I'm cool show. with that. But, but, yeah, I mean, I <laughs> thought some of the sound check was off early. But he's a performer, man. He's dancing. When he got the st- the the stick mic and yeah. he was in control, he was belting it out. Well, and and he has so many hits too. He had a live mic on, which was great. Some of those people don't necessarily do it, but the fact that he's dancing, he's roller skating out there. He brought out the guests that everybody wanted to see. I thought he did an awesome, awesome job. Even if you aren't a big Usher fan or not familiar with all of his music, he entertained you for those fifteen minutes that he was on screen. And nobody thought otherwise. I mean, when he came, I mean, and there's some funny clips too. Mm-hmm. Like one of the girls was like on a stripper pole and like fell off during it. <laughs> or when they, um, when shots, when they did Lil John shots and the, some guy got like launched up into the girl. Like, is he okay? <laughs> we don't know where he went. And I just thought it was a really, really good job. And, and, Listen, if if you're gonna sit there and talk bad about it, then you just don't like fun, right? Yeah, you don't have to. I don't think it was one of the five best halftime shows no, it's ever, not but Michael it wasn't one Jackson of the five. Jackson or Prince right. or anything like that. But I thought he was gonna be sneaky good because he has so many songs that you don't realize. And he dances and entertains and doesn't just stand there. No, you know no, what that, I mean? Yeah. I thought he put on a show. Yeah, and and it was great. <laughs> like when Little John came out and Luda and Luda wearing shoulder pads and <laughs> and you know what. He's got a new album out. He's still relevant because of that that residency in Las Vegas. When people go, they rave about it. I mean, but the memes that he created, like us sweating out our second half bets, like with the amount that he was sweating. When they did that close up, I'm like, oh man, he's working out there. Yes. And it, it's it goes without saying, like it is work to perform, but you don't think about that. No, it's so like we're all just like, oh yeah, he's doing his thing. You don't realize like. You and me would be huffing and puffing. He's out there jacked. He's in great shape. And hitting everything. I mean, that thing is so timed to a second. And (laughs) my wife was funny. She goes, isn't it crazy that they don't pay these people to do the halftime performance? I'm like, well, they get paid in just the exposure to that audience, right? I guess, And But it is absolutely because I guess she was saying how Michael Jackson was upset because he wasn't going to get paid to do it back in the day. But I, I thought all in all it was great. I didn't even know what they need to skip. I don't need to hear the talking heads at halftime try to break down the game. Just get right into the halftime show and let's go. My wife's like, wait, where's Usher? Hey, hold on. They got to go through. Yeah, they got to set up the stage and yada, yada. That's what I said. It takes a little time to set it all up. And I but. get why they do that, but I'm like, I, I don't, Boomer, I don't care what you have to say about a guy <laughs> being illegally down the field or whatever. Like, let's just get back to it. Well, and there's so many at the desk and they all weigh in. And it, it it's is like the six kill time. of them. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Kill time. Anyway, I, I, yeah, halftime, good. Commercials. I sensed a theme with the commercials this year. Cramming in as many celebrities as you could. Did you pick up on that? Like every ad, it wasn't like they had one celebrity spokesperson. It was cameos by these five different people. Yeah, I mean, they try to get in. I mean, they're paying big money for these ads, so you might as well pay big money to get these people to sponsor you as well. But 
I thought I thought the Dunkin' Donuts one was really really good with See, Ben I didn't, Affleck. I didn't like you it. didn't like I it. I was trying too hard. It it was very forced. There was a lot of movie previews. Yeah, but then they were like for the, get the trailer on our Okay, YouTube. so I'm a big Deadpool guy and yeah. they showed it. It must I th- maybe the first commercial break or second. It's very early, yeah. So I went to YouTube to find the trailer. I needed to see it. I want to see Wolverine and Deadpool. Yeah. And so I'm watching it with sound and the game's coming back. <laughs> And my wife's like, can you turn, like, why are you, I'm like, well, I wanted to see the trailer. I'm like, they just gave it to me. Some people were mad that they do the, like, see the full trailer. And I think part of it is ROI. If you monetize your YouTube, you want to put oh, eyeballs on your YouTube. Because imagine how many me's that were a fan of that went to go watch Immediately. it. I did. I mean, yeah. it had 22,000 views in, like, under a minute. And I was like, okay, everybody's just like me. Okay. But it, but it, it's it's brilliant marketing because they're mostly two-minute-long trailers. You're not spending $14 million to show that. No, absolutely not. But there was some, like, I like say um, what you want. I don't need Jesus washing feet. <laughs> well, that, that, See, that commercial made both sides upset. It was a bit much. Because now it's woke Jesus, according to some, and yeah. other people are like, but if you really love Jesus, should you... you you know, buy multiple seven million dollar ads instead of helping people. Well, it's super controversial. I saw somebody say, if that church is making that much money that they can buy fourteen million dollars in ads, I think it's time that we start taxing them. Oh boy, Evan's gonna get us in trouble. Um, I liked the State Farm, and I know I said I didn't like celebrity cameos. I liked the State Farm Arnold, but they built spot. up to that for weeks. It was great. I, I know neighbor, and then here comes Danny DeVito. Backstabber. <laughs> it was it was witty. Why I liked it, it was witty. It didn't feel forced. It kind of flowed. Yeah, they did. I mean, they did a good job. There was a couple that didn't even make sense to me that I don't even know why they would spend the money on it. Like, I, I did like the AI app. I thought that was pretty good. That sponsored them, the Microsoft thing. I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing that was, like, too, too memorable. No, I, a couple I wrote down that I liked. Michelob Ultra with Messi, Ted Lasso, and Dan Marino to me was funny. Yeah, funny maybe the wrong word. I, I thought it was creative and fun. I thought it was it a little bit long that he's just going out there and playing with some random people on the beach. But anyway, I digress. It was I liked, good. I liked uh, the, what was it? Uh, the Kawasaki, the mullet was with the um, oh, it was Stone Cold. Yeah, it was Stone Cold. That was very good. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, what else? I write down M and M's, the almost champions. So good. Funny. That's probably the best one out of all. It's of them. T.O. They have him like sighing into the ring and Scarlett Johansson because she was running like, up. I was uh, nominated for two, actually. <laughs> Michael Sarah, Sarah V, let my cream hydrate you. Yeah. I mean, it's and he's good. got that awkward and, humor that's kind of good. And he's like, well, it's my last name, so I got to go with it. I'm a cat guy, so the Hellman's Mayo. I'm not a Mayo guy, but the cat meowing to sound like Mayo was. Oh, yeah. I didn't mind yeah, that you like one. You cats. Aubrey Plaza, the Mountain Dew, having a blast. Yeah. I thought that was. She's good with her dry, just yeah. like. Yeah, she comes off as like being bitchy, but I don't think she is. I think it's just kind of funny. It's kind of a character. Yeah. Uh, was it Jeff Goldblum, Apartments.com? The yeah. aliens come down and he's like, no, 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 I've seen this. New to a city. Got to find you a place to stay. I like Goldblum. Did you see? Um, he was shown on the big screen at the Super Bowl. Yep. And he acted like he was just one of us getting up on that screen like, whoa. I didn't like the BMW Christopher Walken. That one felt forced to me. They had Usher at the end for some reason, but he didn't do a Walken impression. It kind of just but felt forced. But did you forced. catch what he said? What did he say? Everybody says, yeah, to me. Because that well, song. Well, song, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's relating because every time somebody sees Walken, they make their impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> so I bet every time people come up to Usher, it's yeah. Okay. So I think that was the correlation they were trying to get, but obviously it went over the head. So it probably wasn't that great. E-Trade Pickleball. The baby's kind of 
kind of feel like we're past that, right? It was a couple years ago. It's past his prime. The E Trade babies are move past on. their prime. Yeah. Maybe pickleball, they're trying to like take an old thing and it make was, it a I new mean, thing. It's it fine. was kind of funny that the dudes were just like working them, working the babies. But nah, what know. about Timu? I'd never heard of Timu before. It's like this Chinese Amazon. They had like three oh, different ads. Yeah. Shop like a billionaire. That's the ones that I didn't understand. I didn't get it either. And they kept showing their app and, hey, uh, whatever. maybe I'll go figure it out after we get done know. here. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all I got from the Super Bowl unless I missed something. No, I thought I thought from start to end it was pretty good. I, th- I saw there was some drama with Dolly Parton. Or not Dolly Parton, Reba McIntyre. Oh, with, with the, the over 90 and a half. Because she, she did said two brave braves. twice. Yeah. But I guess some books paid out over and under. Because if you ask me, yes, brave is the last word, but it's when the person finishes. Yeah, I would so say not it's necessarily the end of the when song. the song fishes. To, so, to me, I would do the end now. I think a lot of books, I, I mean, this is where you get into that category of customer service. And yeah, I do thought, you just pay it out? Now, I heard TJ Lang. On our morning show, saying that she lip synced that, I didn't notice. That. I didn't think, did she? I don't know, but I thought Post Malone did good. Yeah, I, maybe people didn't realize he actually, you know, has a, has vocals. Yeah, and how about the fact that that was what the fifth longest game in NFL history or something like that? Yeah, top ten, I think. Yeah, I think Nance said seven. And he, yeah, even when I looked at the time, I was like, damn, it's ten thirty. I was like, this was a long ass game, but it kept my attention, so I was good with that. Did Reba have somewhere to be? Like that was such a uh, a uh, swift, like short. Well, I still don't anthem. understand why she was doing the national anthem. I get she's on The Voice, but that's an NBC show. Like, I was just like, yeah. you couldn't get anybody more like relevant and this year. She's a single mom who works two jobs, loves her kids, and never stops. Okay, gentle well, hands in the yeah, heart of the fire. She's working that nine to five. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> okay, Super Bowl in the books. Uh, Mike on vacation this week. We are going to have daily dimes throughout the week. I will do a mini mailbag. Some people have questions specifically for Mike, so we'll do a mini mailbag later in the week. And today's a big day for me, Jim. Yeah. At 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern, one Mr. Eldrick Woods (gasps) is doing a press conference. So the press conference is, yes, he is returning to golf this week at the Genesis, um, and he is the sponsor, the, the main dude for this tournament. But, Jim, he's announcing where he's taking his talents. Will he go to TaylorMade? He dropped Nike. Nike and him are no longer working together. That's a relationship as old as time, and they're no longer working together. But he's going to announce that today, so I'm pumped, and we're going to bring back golf this week as well. It's one of the emails we got. They go, when's golf coming back? When are we going to get more? Well, I watched uh, the Waste Management open, and it lived up to the billing of Wasted Management, where they had to stop serving They stopped serving. Which is Asinine. Did you see some of the clips though? These guys. Oh my who god! Were... And doing san- uh, angels in the sand traps. They're yelling during players. It w- it was absolutely asinine. It will not be this week. But I need to watch some of the best players play early on in the year to really get a grasp. But I'm back this week with that, so that's going to be exciting. Two plays tonight. One in hockey, and we are three and zero in hockey since we started doing this. So I'm putting the undefeated right. record on the line. I heard you talking about it out there. And the other one's college hoops. And I, I, I think this is the way to go. It's a slim pickings of a card. We have a ranked game, 9 o'clock tip. It's Kansas at Texas Tech. Red Raiders, they're favored by 2.5 points. Here's my thought. Kansas off a big win against Baylor. Nail-biter, close game, big top 25 win. Now they go on the road. Texas Tech, the lower team, lower-ranked uh, team, and they're given the 2.5. It's not unranked ranked, so it's not a full system play, 
But I like Texas Tech laying the two and a half points. They can really run. They can really score. They could take it to them early. Or if they get down, I trust that kind of team to kind of come back. Kansas, a little bit of a layoff here. Yeah, it's a tough spot for Kansas. I agree with that. That was a, a battle. Was that Saturday? That's a quick turnaround for them, right? Yes. And they both played Saturday. Okay. Um, I, I don't mind it at all. I'm seeing uh, my book, it's three and a half. So you can get different. FanDuel, two and a half. Yeah, so you get can it. get different numbers there. And I don't mind that one at all. And speaking of the system, by the way, I walked in to Mike Fellini's daytime show on 5.30 on Friday. Yeah. And I said, I have the ultimate system play for you for Saturday. Michigan State given two and a Did half. Did he deny it? To Illinois. Well, oh, they suck. He, he, Mike. He went against everything Ma- that we say. He's not here. You have to take emotion out of it. You have to bet teams that aren't very good. He's against b- a top 10 team. Can you and I just take a moment here? Izzo, the program is not what it once was. But much like the Chiefs thing, don't bury him yet. This was preseason top five. Yeah. They're going to make the tournament. I'm not here stumping for the team because I know they're not very good. But the way he treats them. Oh, he treats them like they're U of D right now, 0-24. Evan, come on. But, they end up winning by eight, right? Yeah, they won by eight. Well, they were also down eight with like six minutes to go. But it was just a system play that to remind yourself, take the emotions out of it. It's a good reminder. Okay, Texas Tech tonight. And then on the ice. We're going with the Kraken. Ooh. Okay. They're facing the Devils. And Jack Hughes is back. Okay. This will be his second game back. They got him playing on that second line on the wing unless unless they change things at the morning skate. He's still easing his way back in. The Devils give up a lot of high-danger chances. You have a lot of goals, period. The Kraken are a deep, feisty team. I like them at, what is it, plus 130, plus 125. We take the Kraken tonight on the ice. Good money differential. It's like 20-some percent of the bets. Here it is. 38% of the bets make up 76% of the money, so it's the sharp side. We'll go cracking tonight. Okay. I got I got nothing to say. You, I mean, you could ask me to speak Chinese right now, and I wouldn't give much more <laughs> of an answer because hockey's not my thing. But I heard you guys talking about it. Uh, Sir Pucks a lot sits out there, and then there's another guy in our building. They will sit there, Jim, every single hockey day talk. for like 10 to 15 minutes. Oh, can I ask a question about hockey? Um, you play, do you ever play the NHL game? Yeah. Yeah. So I play it and I know that if I do a slap shot after the buzzer goes off, I get attacked by the other team. Yes. That's what happened over the weekend, right? I, I got into a fight with some people about this, not physical, but just, you know, stupid yeah. internet fight. Yeah. You're talking about Ottawa, Toronto. It's the senators who actually beat the Maple Leafs. They yeah. were up a goal, empty netter guy skates in right in front of the net, winds up and slaps it home. I think it's fun. I think but old school awesome, hockey you, guy gets really butthurt about it. Gets it's all in the offended. video game. Like I, I said. It's ingrained into the sport. But what Morgan Riley, the, the defenseman for Toronto, he doesn't just square up and, hey, let's solve oh, no, this as men. He cross-checks him in the head. In the and face. then his coach says it was appropriate. To me, I'd suspend Morgan Riley and his dumbass coach. If you're going <laughs> to – like, he didn't give any nuance. He wasn't like, well, you know. He said he was – it was appropriate to cross-check someone in the head because you got your feelings hurt. That's how it sounds to me. I know tough guy hockey, when you get your feelings hurt because the other team scored and you go and cross-check somebody in the head, that's not hockey to me. You want to square up? Hockey's got fighting built in. That's how you solve it, not with cheap shots the way Morgan Riley did. I mean, watching it, I was like, that's awesome. And then I saw him get attacked, and I'm like, well, you kind of got to expect that at the same time. Not to not the, the extent, not, not like yet. you said, don't and, go all Tabertuzzi on him and hit him with your stick. Well, and again, if, if Keith, the coach, had come out and said, 
hey, there's some retribution in the game. They got to settle it physically. I don't like that my guy used his stick to the head. Fine. But when you say it's appropriate, I'd lump your ass into the suspension, too, because that's the type of stuff that you perpetuate that's okay in your locker room. Yep. That's not all right to me. It's essentially telling your team that we'll receive in overtime. It's coaching malpractice, <laughs> isn't it? It is. It is. And and with hockey, I think, and with sports in general, I like a little more showboating. I do. That's just me. I like celebrate your touchdown, celebrate your goal. Yes. Hockey, you do a little scoop with the celly. It's professional sports. It's That's supposed exactly to be, what you should do. It's entertaining. I'm it's paying fun. to see you do something, so shake your little ass and do that kind of stuff, right? And if you're Toronto and you don't like it, here's a great thing. Don't pull your goalie. Don't lose the game. Don't give up the empty netter. Don't Period. give up the slap shot. And if you lose, I get it. You're emotional. These games are passionate. But the response is, we got to get them next time or we square up. We don't take cheap shots. I like it's how, like, a wrister wouldn't have been a big problem. Like, (laughs) what are we talking about here? Just because he slap shot? Like, every kid that has ever held a hockey stick has done that same exact thing. So silly. And then I saw the uh, the Senator's social media account made him the player of the game. (laughs) He should be. Come on, guys. We take everything so seriously. But you know what? For somebody like me that... I wouldn't watch any hockey or anything like that, but something like that, that get that gets my attention. And you know what? If they play again this year, I'll probably watch. The battle uh, for Ontario, right? I'm happy you brought that up because I was stewing. and I, I mean, I'm not going to get to talk about it on the air. It's, no. it's Super Bowl Monday. <laughs> I just enjoyed it from a video game perspective that if I do that in the <laughs> NHL game, it happens to me, and but, then it happened in real life. But what happens in the video game is it, it like initiates a fight. It initiates, but I can turn down the fight if need be. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, I'm good. If Morgan Riley grabs him and says, let's go, or another, you know, enforcer It would have been him, great. It would have been great. But that's what's always, I mean, I grew up with VHS tapes of the best hockey fights, and these things were lunacy. And, and the game's kind of gone away from it, and so be it, but I just thought that was a fun thing to talk about. Well, great. The picks tonight, Texas Tech and the Seattle Kraken. We're going to have daily dimes throughout the week. Mailbag. The mic questions I'm setting aside. Cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. Send them in for Mike. Send them in for us this week. We're going to do a mailbag before the end of the week. And um, yeah, that's it, guys. Appreciate you listening. It's Cash the Ticket.